Hi, this is Violet Lang. Welcome to my podcast, The Pleasure Path, all about love, dating, relationships, and femininity. I help successful, spiritual women find their pleasure and their power to create healthy partnership. Top flirting mistakes I see women make. Don't do these. Now, most of us forget how to flirt. We've been hiding behind the apps. We never meet people in real life. Or maybe you freeze when you see someone that you're attracted to. Or do you start liking someone, but you end up being their mom, kind of like always check in on, checking in on them. If you don't know how to flirt, you're leaving dates on the table, and I don't want that for you. So check out this short episode on the top flirting mistakes that you don't want to have to make. Hello, tonight I want to talk about flirting. Flirting can be one of the most fun things when you're single and wanting to get into a great relationship, but so many people are horrible at flirting because they've been hiding behind online dating and not used to meeting men in the wild. So they might not have the right skill set, or they just might not right, might not have the right mindset in order to have flirting be fun and be something that they feel super comfortable with. Because when a woman doesn't feel comfortable flirting, she's probably hiding her light. And I want to share with you the top four mistakes that my clients used to make when it comes to flirting, so that this week you can have an awesome, sensational, beautiful week of flirting. And if you're single, that you can convert those flirts into dates and and into a relationship and into a lot of romance and love. So the theme for this month that the the women that I'm working with is having a vision and getting to their vision, not just having it pie in the sky because I'm not for res, uh, revol- I'm for revolutions, not for resolutions. I'm not about resolutions, but I'm about intentions. And I want them to have their intentions towards their vision. So they got to know how to flirt. And I want you to be better at flirting yourself too. So the top four mistakes that my clients used to make, I want you to pay attention and see if maybe this is something that you've run into as well. So if you've ever had a challenge with flirting, if you've ever felt awkward around a guy, or maybe you feel great around the guys that you're not attracted to, but you totally freeze and, and get, you know, anxious or whatever when it's someone that you're actually interested in. So there's all sorts of biochemical reasons why our body does that. Uh, but I want you to feel like you're confident in this part of your dating life. So the number one thing that I don't want you to do that some of my clients used to do is to be a robot. So a lot of women that I work with, they're used to just being Mrs. Productive, you know, getting stuff done, going to the gym, getting their groceries, taking care of their kids, going to work. And we're just in this mode as a culture of perfectionism and productivity. And there's nothing wrong with perfectionism and productivity, but I think it's important to have some flow and important to have a sense of wonder, a sense of delight, a sense of living and making art in the moment. And so the number one mistake that my clients used to make is they used to be out and about just totally head down like a robot. So don't be a robot when you're out and about. Take your headphones out if you're going on a walk. Take your headphones out if you're at the gym. Look up every once in a while when you're in the grocery store. If you're at a bar in a restaurant, put down your dang phone at least for like five to 10 minutes. Grab a book. You can always have a book that you can pull out if you're starting to feel embarrassed or awkward. But if you pull out your phone, you're just going to get sucked into that thing for decades. So 
make sure that you're not being a robot. Make sure that you are actually interacting and responding to your environment. And this gives you so much more to talk about when you are flirting with someone. If you've been having your head down in your phone for the last 45 minutes, you probably are not aware of, you know, the smells that are happening, the sights, the sounds, the tastes, the textures, the people that are mingling, the, the sense of the environment. And all of these are little cues that you can use when you're flirting. So I've worked with women who had never gotten asked out ever by a person in real life or in the wild. They had only been using online dating. And then when we started working together, they got asked out three times in one night in the wild, so to speak, after just a few weeks of our work together. So these are really important things to pay attention to. Uh, the first is do not be a robot. And the second one is don't be their mom. And I know this sounds weird, but a lot of women who have really big hearts, you know, they just want to help. They just want to give. They just want to cheer someone on. They naturally want someone to feel good around them. There's nothing wrong with that. But when you overdo that, then it can start to feel really clingy and really strange. So for example, if you just met someone and you're like, oh my gosh, that's so awesome, or you're gonna do great on that job opportunity, or oh, I bet that's gonna be you know, so great, you can do it. It's like, you don't even know him, you have no idea. And of course, you know, it's good to affirm people and good to make them feel you know, good and all of that, but it feels like it's coming out of left field if you don't know the person. It can also just feel a little too uh, assertive and to like pat on the back and you know, like you're their coach. And I don't want that for you. You need to stay in touch with your sensuality and with your mystery and with your femininity. And if you don't know how to do that, then, you know, work with someone that can help you find those skills. And the third thing that a lot of people make mistakes with, especially my new clients before they've gotten through the tools and the transformation when we're having our, you know, our, um, beginning of our work together is that they also start to accidentally compete with the person that they're flirting with. So let's say they're talking about travel and the person that they're talking with is like, oh yeah, I went on this great trip. They might say like, oh yeah, I love to travel. I've been to like 35 countries and they're making everything in the conversation a competition. And no one likes that. Whether you're a woman or whether you're a man, you're kind of stealing the other person's story. They're telling you something that they're super excited about. And you might feel like, oh, well, I want to connect. I want to share them, share with them that I love to travel too. But the problem is that if you're competing with them, then it's taking away some of the, the juice and the spark and the connection. And it's almost like a call to arms. <laughs> and so if you ever notice when you're flirting or when you're talking to someone and you're wanting it to be romantic, try not to read off your resume. Try not to compete about places you've traveled or how long your run was the other day or all of these things because then it can again then it can again feel like you're just competing and and escalating things instead of having a deeper connection and allowing the person to express express who they are. So if someone says like, "Oh yeah, I traveled to this country," a perfect question is, "Cool. What was your favorite part about that?" You might have already been to that country. We don't need to say, oh yeah, I went there last year. It's kind of a conversation start stopper. Then both of you are just like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> Versus if they tell you something about themselves, stay curious, ask them a follow-up question, be engaged. And of course, then you can say, yeah, you know what? I love to travel too. One of my favorite places is this place. And then share. But again, try not to make it a competition. And then the fourth mistake that I don't want you to make is to freeze. Now, this is sometimes a nervous system thing. Our nervous system will go into fight, flight, or freeze. None of those are very conducive for having a romantic conversation, although I can't blame you if your nervous system gets activated sometimes when you're around someone that you're really attracted to or that feels like there's a spark. If you're really attracted to someone just right off the bat, sometimes that's a reenactment. There's something subconscious about them 
and about you that feels like this addiction in order to solve um, the thing. Like maybe you tend to be a fixer. You try to date people that you feel like you can fix as a way to control. Or maybe you tend to be attracted to guys who are really aloof because it makes you feel like you have to be proving your love again and again. So just notice your patterns of attraction. But when it comes to freezing, it's really important to work with your nervous system to get grounded, to get connected to your body, to feel confident in your body. And that actually has nothing to do with looks. How you feel confident in your body is much more about your connection to your body than looking a certain way. I've worked with women who are size 20 and I've worked with women who are size two. And guess what? Both of them and all of them have a perfectly fine time meeting great guys. It's not about your looks. We do man panels where the men, um, men in my network who are really great men, I get them on with the video calls with the women that are in my program. They get to ask them anything that they want. I moderate the conversation. It's super juicy and rich and awesome. And we do this like every six weeks. So people get lots of interaction and the men consistently say what attracts them to a woman is her energy and her confidence. It's not about how she looks or the lipstick that she's wearing or how tight her clothes are. It's about her feminine essence and her feminine embodiment. And so I just encourage you to make sure that you're not freezing. And the way that you not freeze is you have to practice staying connected to your body, even when things are a little bit stressful. That means speaking your truth on a date. That means letting someone know that you're not interested in any interested in them anymore. It might mean, yeah, flirting and letting the conversation keep going instead of freezing and shutting down and looking away or running away or stopping the conversation or just feeling like you put your foot in your mouth. I mean, most of the time, like the freeze energetically and physically is not super sexy because it's not fluid, it's not inviting, and it's not grounded, it's not present. So the only way to make sure that you're not freezing is to get the right sort of practice. Now, you don't have to flirt with a million people in order to have a date. All it takes is one, right? Dating is not a numbers game, even though everyone tries to tell you otherwise, you can really have a great relationship by meeting someone that's high caliber, that fits what you're looking for by dating in the right way and by attracting people the right way and flirting in the right way, meeting the right people when you're going out and about. So these are the top four things not to do if you want to be in a great flirting environment, if you wanna feel confident, if you wanna feel sexy, and if you just wanna feel more attuned to uh, the conversations that are flowing. So just to recap, Number one, don't be a robot. Try to make sure that you're connecting with your environment, including the people around you. Number two, don't be their mom. Try not to coach them or coddle them or tell them that they're amazing when you just met them. It's great to appreciate people. You can absolutely be loving and complimentary, but make sure that you're not you know, giving them a pep talk all the time. The third thing is don't compete. This is not a resume, you know, competition or, a, uh, you know, achievement list. Make sure that you're connecting in the moment and building each other up by staying curious and asking follow-up questions. And then the fourth thing is to make sure that you're not freezing, that your nervous system is not overriding the moment, that you're able to stay calm and connected and in your parasympathetic nervous system instead of your sympathetic nervous system. So parasympathetic is rest and relax. Sympathetic is fight, flight, or freeze. And that's something that you can learn really through embodiment practices, through the guidance of a mentor who can help you stay connected to your head, your heart, and your body, and your femininity. Thanks for tuning in and turning on for healthy love because better relationships mean more power, more creativity, and a better planet. I'm here to end the suffering of abuse and loneliness, and it starts with you. Please subscribe to my show and leave a review. If you want more love, pleasure, and power in your life, go to violetlang.com forward slash talk. That's violetlang.com forward slash talk. 
to sign up for a free Breakthrough to Love call. These are special deep dives only for women who are committed and ready for lasting love. If that's you, book your time now with me or my team.